0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know, that sound is the Unfiltered Band, means another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now, unofficially and or officially. This will be episode number 102, 2022 Mets season, the end. You can begin and jump on the unfiltered revolution at Casey Stern on Twitter, where if you're with us live, you're watching now. You could jump in the bio, get in the YouTube channel, get all the videos and all the interviews and all the analysis, including throughout the course of the postseason. Did one today with Mark Bowman, my buddy, previewing the Braves Phillies series. We'll have all sorts of stuff daily along the way. You could also catch all of our old interviews and lots of uh, fun conversations with the likes of Dusty Baker and Buck Martinez and John Gibbons and Matt Holiday, among many, many others. This, I don't know how long this could going to be. The last out, if you're with us on Apple and Spotify on the podcast, literally just occurred not even two minutes ago. One hit. I scribbled down a bunch of notes. I, I don't know how many of these I'll get to. One hit. One hit. One. I saw a tweet somebody sent me and said uh, about an hour ago, right, maybe less than that, Buck sucks. This is what he does. And another tweet, this guy sucked, that guy sucked. Everybody sucked. This sucks. If you're a Met fan, this sucks. One hit. One. One. You can make all the excuses that you want. And let me just start here by, as I figure out how I I best want to try and assess, because normally you sit there and you try and do a show like this, you kind of map. The only map I got is I'm going to unfiltered as this show is titled, let this out to you the way I'm feeling it. And if you don't like it, go ahead, grab a number. I don't really care. But I want to start here before I even get into this. Because there's going to be some ripping. There's going to be sending off free agents telling them not to come back. There'll be all kinds of real, real, real shit. But I want to start here. With this note I wrote that I want to address the Met fan base, some of you, first. Met fans who are sitting there and even in their Twitter handles... Pretend they're Met fans who are proud that somehow they called, oh, the team was always going to choke. They're chokers. They've been choking. They were choking in August. They were choking in September. They choked every series. They suck. This sucks. That sucks. We're going to suck. We're going to shit. What the hell are you rooting for the team for? One of the things I wrote down here was, I'm tired of the Met fan base being made fun of by everyone else. Do you know why the Met fan base gets made fun of? as a whole, by everyone else. And trust me, I've been covering the game almost 20 years. I've been around a while. I've covered this sport. I did over a decade worth of World Series straight. I've been around people in the game who cover it, and they make fun of you. It is quite possibly the most made fun of fan base in all the sports. Why? Because of people like that. People who are enjoying, somebody sent me a tweet, are you going to go ahead and be positive? Just because I didn't say that they wasted my summer or that everybody stunk up the joint in August so we shouldn't even pay attention or that September they proved that they're just a, a horseshit team, not what really happened, which is that the Atlanta Braves were way better than they were. They choked away opportunities and teams against the Cubs. You're damn right they did. But they won 101 games. So, I try to be rational as all Met fans attempt to be, but you get made fun of in this fan base because you got a loser mentality and you act like it, half of you grow the hell up. You're like, are you happy? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. We sucked. Oh, that's great. I mean, what kind of, what is the point of being a fan if that's who you are? If you can't get into it, if you can't get into it after a win, at least yesterday, where you got a chance to go win a series and go play the Dodger, what the hell are you doing this for? Let me tell you something. I root for some crappy teams. I root for the Knicks my whole life. The Islanders my whole life. The problem isn't, in this case, about who was right or wrong. You know what the problem is? It comes down to one word. And here's the irony of the day for me as a fan, just to take it personal side. I woke up in the morning, watched a giant football team I root for with Daniel Jones, who's not the greatest quarterback on earth, clearly. Not even a great quarterback, but that dude's got balls. If you don't believe me or think I'm wrong, go watch the game. Balls. Toughness. Brian Dables has got that team 4-1 and one and completely has changed the culture of that franchise because they're tough. They got fight. You know what you were looking for in the game tonight? Fight! You know what you were looking for in the at-bats after they went down 4-0, then 5 6 nothing? Fight! Yeah, great pitchers can make you look stupid. Checking for ears can make you even look more stupid. But where was the fight? That you can get upset about because it was not There. Where was the fight in the Braves series at the end against Atlanta? It was not there. Putting a team together isn't easy, people. I know you want to sit there and pretend that it is, but it's not. That's why it's mastery what Alex Anthopoulos has done in Atlanta over the last five years that he's been there. It's not easy. A lot of times you're missing an ingredient. You're missing a piece. You're missing two pieces. You don't know what it is. I remember sitting there after the, the Red Sox were great. Then they had, what was it? The chicken and beer as I, was like, how did we get bad? What do we need? First two moves of that next offseason were my guy, Johnny Gomes and Rossi, because they knew this is what we need to do to fix it. I got news for you. Part of what the Mets need to do to fix this. In addition to clearly more slug in the lineup is they need more fight. That is what they didn't have when it mattered. Nothing pissed me off about this game more than, ironically, and I, it's my fault. I hadn't heard it. He must have said it in the press that they did yesterday, the day before the start. So I didn't hear it from Chris Bassett. And I am the last guy, if you listen to me, because I try and be, look, I'm, I'm real upfront and honest, but I'm, I'm kind of rational, too. It's a weird, it's an odd, it's an odd pitch mix. I'm the last guy that says fire this guy randomly. The only manager I ever said all my years on the radio on the air goes to anybody who listened to me all those years that I I fired a manager and said it would have changed the season is if Matt Williams would have been fired when he should have and he's a nice guy by the Nationals. You wouldn't have had Daniel Murphy. That story would have never happened. I'm not that guy. But when I saw Chris Bassett after watching him look like he pitched scared against Atlanta and look like he pitched scared again tonight, you can't, if pitch comm is affecting you, do you know why you sit there and you have teams that go through all kinds of crazy things as they get you ready for a season and they, and they put you through, I'll use his word, a gauntlet because they want to know, it's like Herb Brooks said in Miracle, if you can't. Deal with me giving this shit to you. How the hell are you going to go win out there? If you can't handle pitch in your own stadium is too loud and you're throwing a temper tantrum on the field because you can't handle it and you're all of a sudden out of whack, I would have stepped out too. They're probably more shocked than anything that it was that much getting to him. It's in your own park, you're not even on the road, dude. And I like Chris Bassett. Love what he's done all year. But I'm going to give it to you real. Nothing pissed me off more tonight than seeing that guy sit there and go back. If you missed it, and you tape the game, go watch it. Go watch the pregame press conference. They should blare this everywhere because he ain't coming back. Facts, Jack. Gone. It is a real thing of whether or not you could handle playing in New York or pitching in New York. That is a real thing. We've seen it be real. It's not just New York. In other big cities, I often reference, just to use a different one, because it's not just about the Mets, Carl Crawford, a tremendous player, terrific guy, went from Tampa Bay to Boston, and forget about a bugaboo, it was like he couldn't play anymore. This is a real thing. you got to have, and it's not the same kind of personality all the time. Some guys could just, it doesn't affect them. They're not phased by anything. Other guys, obviously, you know, can get jacked up and enjoy and, and embrace all the energy. It'd be the way Al Lighter was, who's obviously from the area. It could be all different, you don't, you know, not one type of personality, but you gotta embrace a moment, not be afraid of it. You gotta get excited about it. When you're sitting there saying, Hey, I'm proud of myself because nowhere in the world is tougher to play than New York. I've learned that it's as hard as everybody says, it's the toughest city to play in. All them getting on you and all the booing and everything else. And this is almost a direct quote. I'm not kidding. This is shit before the game of game three. This is what you're thinking? That's when you beat yourself on the plane. That's when you beat yourself in the limo or the bus or whatever the hell you got to the damn park before you walked out on that field. Fact. So the Twins can't beat the Yankees. Fact. This guy's saying it's a gauntlet. I'm proud of myself that I've been able to stomach it or whatever the hell he said. Are you kidding me? Are you shitting me? I want to hear a guy who says, I'm eating it up. Starling Marte, now look, that dude's hurt. Any, any question, that dude's eating up every moment of being in this kind of a market? That's the, you have to be that way. Or you have to be literally impervious. You can't be penetrated by any of that nonsense, let alone by a pitch com in your own ballpark because it's too loud for you. And I don't get, you know, irrational and heated about shit just for no reason and tell you guys should need to be off the team. But let me tell you something very fair. After seeing him pitch in that Brave series, after seeing him pitch tonight, and after hearing that comment, get the hell out. Bye. See ya. Get out. Can't cut it here. This isn't for you. You're a nice guy. You got a lot of pitches. You are impossible seemingly to replace with all of the innings that you give, and All of that is accurate. But when it comes to being on the line and in the city, A, I don't even think you're going to want to be in New York based on what you said. And B, you pitched and looked scared. At least Drew Smith, by the way, ran. he came out there and dudes balling, blowing 97 by dudes. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that guy. I want him to quote my cousin Vinny. Bassett, get the hell out of here with that. Are you kidding? You can't win in New York that way. I'm sorry. You just can't. That mentality is why you lost. Now, look, they didn't score runs. They didn't get hits. And we'll get to all that. You can't win if you, you know, the Adrian thing, Rocky, you can't win. You can't win if that happens. I get it. But that dude had a non-competitive start against Atlanta. The same thing here. And literally, it looked like he was dealing in the first inning. But the first blip of something got in his way, you think he's going on the road and winning in L.A. if he pitched next week? Are you crazy? The pitch com in your own park? Garbage. That's garbage. That you can get on. That is garbage. That's horseshit. Sorry. This unfiltered for a reason. Don't like it? Leave. That's horse shit. I love Buck. I got no problem with gamesmanship. The timeouts and all that stuff was annoying me, too. It reminded me of Sean Avery with Martin Brodeur. For anybody who gets that reference, tweet me. Uh, it, it's a hockey reference, but it actually, it really is what I was thinking the whole time. And I, was, I happened to be doing the post game at MSG, that, uh, that game in New York, with Ron Duguay. I'll never forget it. I did the post game that night on MSG for that Ranger game when Avery was doing the thing with pro That's what it reminded me of. That's what it reminded me of. But they basically had somebody go down to Buck, I'm sure of it, and tell him whether, and I don't even think it's the spin rates as much as it was, it, maybe it's the spin rates after they saw the pictures. It was all the tweets. And I got, I don't even know how many tweets, and I didn't answer any of them. The only one I retweeted was Donovan Mitchell because it was funny that he was jumping in on it. I'm not blaming Donovan, except for the fact that he went to the Cavs. Although I can't blame him for that either. But I didn't retweet or get into any of that because I I'm not giving an excuse. That's half of the problem with this team. They had no fight. Look within and go ahead and get, you're getting beat. You're getting your ass handed to you. You're, you're getting your trumpet shoved up your ass. The only thing you got to do is to grow a pair, get up and fight. You want to hit a dude? Now, I'm not saying go hit Grissom un-purposely. Look, it's not my style. Look, you argue about that, whatever. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But you want to do that? I'd rather that than go check a dude's ear. Sorry. Because he's shoving? Are you crazy? They're checking the gov every every single inning. Oh, he pitched for the Astros. Or you don't think they cheat because you know who said he had pinworm. I mean, really? This is what we're doing? You went from a 100-win team and a 100-win-win fan base, and now this is what you want to be? That's the problem with what this team looked like. And by the way, here's the irony, because I know you're going to— and it's okay. I get it. Max didn't do his job. Trust me, he knows. Right? He knows. But the irony is they don't have enough Maxes in the room because he's not an everyday player. They need, they need some more dudes with, Mark Hanna, I love, Mar, love Mark Hanna. Tough at bats, right? Love, love Mark Hanna, right? And I mean that sincerely. Brandon Nimmo, he's got fight to him. Jet McDeal's got some fight. They need more of that. There wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough. We're not taking this shit. Are you kidding me? We're not going to let this happen to us. Jet McDeal was the only one who had great at bats in Atlanta the whole time. It didn't look scared in that series. The gauntlet. I'm proud of how I handled the toughest city to play in with all their booing. They booed you for five freaking seconds, Bassett. Seriously, after one start, which they never should have done like four or five weeks ago, I got on people for that on Twitter. My glasses are getting fogged up. And, and you're telling me this is what you're thinking about in a press conference before game three? Are you shitting me? You lost before you got in the park. Sorry. I covered this game long enough. This is not just some no effect. Look, I've I have, I have two worlds crazy fan, but I also seen a crazy lot of stuff, talked to a crazy amount of players, and I know the difference between the mentality of guys like a CC Sabathia and others who, without their best stuff, would go grin and bear it, get you through, give you seven, give you eight. The Adam Wainwrights, who maybe it's not New York, but that dude could have played in New York his whole life and would have been successful and had no freaking problem and a guy like Bassett crying about pitch in your own park because it's too loud. Let's quiet down for you. What are you, at the free throw line? What horseshit? Of course, they didn't score because the offense didn't do anything. But it's a big deal when you go down early. It's a big deal when you're walking two hitters in a second inning where you look great in the first, and all of a sudden you had a pitch issue, now you walk two dudes. Kind of a big problem. It is absolutely garbage. One hit is garbage. I don't know if Jacob DeGrom wants to play there anymore. Don't. But give him credit. He didn't have his best stuff, whether it's because of the blister. He didn't want to admit it or not. Whether he's tired or not. I have no idea. That dude was throwing sliders for an inning and a half. But he got Machado and Bell and struck both their asses out and got through it. That's a dude. Give him his credit. Give him his credit. Jet McNeil got a big hit yesterday, got a ton of them down the stretch. Give him his credit. Brandon Nimmo, who got three hits yesterday and a walk, got a ton of hits down the stretch of the season and at least was pissed off and dejected after they were losing those games. Give him his credit. Not enough of that. Give me more of that. Give me more of that. One hit. One hit. You tip your cap to Joe Musgrove with a fantastic performance that was otherworldly and not because of what's in his ear. You give your credit to Trent Gershom, who stepped up, gave the latest Cole Gillespie, and you know I don't even know how many other guys for the Mets over the years. You give your credit to Manny and Soto and Bell, who all had good ABs when they had to in this series. Give credit to Austin Noll, who had a brilliant at-bat earlier in this game. What the hell are you throwing him a breaking ball for? I have no idea. Maybe if Bassett could hear, he would have known what pitch to throw. He shook off five pitches and chose to throw a guy who can't hit a fastball if you at least try to get it in on his hands with your two-seamer, and he threw him a breaking ball. Maybe one of the 58 times you shook from your pitch com, you shouldn't have done it. I'm sick of people folk poking fun at this fan base and that is the part that drives me the craziest is that fans will sit here and they'll be proud oh i was right oh you were right you were right they were gonna choke you were, uh, really this is who you are that's why you lose that's why you lose you lost before you got to the park then too grow up grow a pair You got to lick your wounds, make the right moves in the offseason, and you got to get better. You got to hope this is your 1995 for the Yankees run of 90. I'm saying they're going to win four World Series, but trying to go ahead and say, okay, as just an example of on the eve of and disappointing, but we were close. And you go make the moves and you get the dudes that push you over the edge because you got the goddamn money to do it, and you just do it. You pay Nimo and you bring his ass back because he is part of the solution, not the problem, for sure. If Jake doesn't want to stay and wants to go, then you go ahead and figure it out with the pitching. Can't just wait a year and sit there for Otani and pray. You got to figure out how to get better. You're going to have to replace Bassett's in- innings if you're going to bring Taiwan Walker back instead or however you're going to do all of that. Gotta get more in the bullpen, which they should have gotten when they decided Darren Ruff was the guy they get and, and he looked like a better eighth inning guy than a hitter. We'll see what you get out of Alvarez. But at the end of the day, you gotta use this. You gotta have this loss hurt you. You gotta have it crush you. You gotta have it kill you. And then you gotta have it build you. Then you gotta have it burn inside you. And then you gotta go get your asses out there and make it right next year. I'll see you for the rest of the postseason on Unfiltered. As far as the Mets are concerned, I got nothing left to say.